Hello, everyone. Welcome to Beyond Sunday at Bethlehem, a podcast created to go beyond the Sunday service experience at Bethlehem Church, exploring some of the deeper questions of our faith, offering additional content from behind the scenes from the cutting room floor. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Angela Buckland, and as always, I am beyond excited to host today's episode. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Sunday. Today, we're already having fun in here with the student ministry here at Bethlehem Church, and we are here to talk about Passion Camp. Yeah. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, our students came back from Passion Camp 2022 in Daytona, Florida, and we've got some team members here that are going to talk about it, some leaders and some students that attended and so we're going to go around and have everybody introduce themselves, starting with you, Ryan. Hey, y'all. My name is Ryan McCain. I have the pleasure, the honor of being the student pastor at the 211 campus. And uh, we are so excited to tell you guys, to talk to y'all about our experience at Passion Camp today. Awesome. My name is Isabel Poyam, and I am a junior, and I attended the Passion Camp this, <laughs> this summer. Awesome. awesome. Uh, my name is Spencer Haynes, and I'm the middle school pastor at Bethlehem Church. I kind of hang out at all three campuses, yep. and uh, I also attended Passion <laughs> Camp this year. Yeah. <laughs> um, my name is Isabel Buckland, and I am one of the leaders. Uh, I led a group of ninth grade girls. I lead them every Wednesday, and I'm also the first impressions coordinator uh, for the 1115 service in middle school as well. So. Hey, hey. Okay, and it needs to be said. So not only do we have two Isabels <laughs> here on the podcast with us today, spelled the same way. Right. Yeah. Um, Isabel Buckland, you might recognize that last name. Maybe, I it's, don't know. Um, <laughs> it's the same as mine. It's my kid. It's my kid here so on the cool. podcast. There's some so. nepotism going on. <laughs> so I almost cool. said that. I was like, that's that's a yeah fancy <laughs> word. But, uh, but yeah, she, uh, really, really cool to have this whole team here on the podcast with us today. Yes. So, all right, let's talk about Passion Camp. Uh, first of all, what is it? What What is it? And tell us a little bit about it. Uh, yeah, so Passion Camp is what we, it was our option this year for summer camp. We decided to partner with uh, Passion City Church. They do a pretty big camp down in Daytona Beach, Florida. Um, and so Passion City's based out of Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. And uh, they've got some campuses in D.C. and Houston and cool. a couple other spots, I think. But um, we decided to partner with them. So it had uh, 140-something churches, uh, 6,500 people Incredible. were down there. Uh, it was packed. So uh, they, they pretty much booked up most of the hotels in the area. And uh, so we stayed at one in particular. And uh, they had the Ocean Center down there. It was like a big arena that we were hanging out with them in. So you yeah. have some of the best speakers that you're going to hear. You got some of the best worship leaders that you're going to hear. Uh, David Crowder came out and did a set, which was bonkers. Crazy. <laughs> uh, so we did a lot of their programming, um, and then we added some of our own stuff with that as well. So we did Monday through Thursday, and then we came back on Friday. Okay. So. Very cool. So so this was you guys, uh, our Bethlehem Church. This was our first year at Passion Camp, or? Uh, we had done, technically we've done two years. We did, um, back in 2018, we did kind of like a sample run. Gotcha. And we took like 12 students down. And then my first year down here in 2019, we went, we took about 40. Oh, and wow. we were actually planning on going in 2020 and mm -hmm. something, something happened. happened. I can't yeah. remember what it was. <laughs> uh, so that got canceled. And then <laughs> so last year, just during all the COVID stuff, we right. uh, 
we just did something a little closer and we did a crossroads camp up in Anderson, South Carolina. So this year we're kind of getting back to what we were planning on doing. That's awesome. I'm, I'm really thankful. And you guys took how many students? 136. Wow. And then we, 163 people total. With the leaders. With and, our leaders and staff, wow. yeah. And 6,500. I, I saw some of the pictures of you guys worshiping in this arena and it was, it was bananas. Bonkers. It was really true. cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that many students are there to worship and focus on Jesus and make yeah. that the priority for an, an entire mm-hmm. week mm-hmm. was really inspiring. It was awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Belle, did you ever make it down to the pit? No. Oh. What's the pit? So it's, a, it's a, this <laughs> yeah, little see, area <laughs> right down in front of the stage. Uh, we had a bunch of our students trying to make it down there, which it was a mad rush trying to get there. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty much like a Christian mosh pit, pretty much. Fun. Uh, right yeah. in front of the worship. I bet parents love that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, hopefully less violent, but it was uh, it was nice. Uh, so uh, we had one of our students that a staffer took her right up to the very front and got her right right in front of the stage. It was really, really cool. Super neat. Wow. So, so <clears throat> you guys talk about from a student perspective and from a leader perspective, why is a camp like this important? What makes it different from, say, other another camp? Because my kids have been on all kinds of camps this summer, um, you know, kayaking trips and different things and, you know, doing doing lots of different adventure camps. Um, but this one was different. And so why, talk about that. Talk about why this, this camp is different and what makes it special. Um, I thought it was really different because, of course, new people came to meet Jesus, but it was also a way for all of us to encounter him in a way that we never have, Yeah, which was really cool to um, yeah. just see God working in everybody's life. I love that because it's like this intentional, it seems very intentional, mm-hmm. you know, with, with all of our busy busy lives and everything to get to spend that focused time. We don't really get that in our everyday life. Right. Yeah, I think yeah. I think also what Spencer has been saying to us a lot is that this whole week we get more hours with these kids than we do at church in a year. Mm-hmm. Like this whole week we got to spend you know more time pouring into these kids that's than we good. do in a year and I just think that that's so important. And then with this kind of set we we do have a set schedule. Yeah. And most of that involves like finding time to have quiet time with the Lord, worshiping the Lord. So it kind of has it's not like forced discipline, but it's like yeah. it gives you like stricter boundaries and like to to just kind of have that time with the Lord when kids don't really think about that a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And so it's just I think it's it gives them the opportunity and they kind of like they might not have a great attitude about it at first. But when they <laughs> when they start to actually tune in and they actually start to understand, oh, my gosh, this is actually what I'm this is why I'm here mm-hmm. is to spend time with the Lord. I'm not here just to goof off and have fun like I'm here to worship, to learn more about Jesus and to like, and, and even like have an encounter. Mm-hmm. So I think the having that realization is really important for a camp like this. Yeah. And it's almost inevitable with a camp like that because, mm-hmm. because of how much time you're spending, you know, pouring in and being poured into. Mm-hmm. So, so, and, and so kind of teaching, teaching the students how to build some of these spiritual disciplines, which mm-hmm. is what we've been talking about. Um, we just came out of a series where Pastor Jason talked all about that. So it's a chance for them to kind of put that into practice yeah, and see what that looks like. And that's, that's, cool. uh, that's one of the things 
Daniel and I wanted to bring into this camp specifically that we haven't done mm-hmm. uh, at some of our other options that we've had in the past was um, we called it reflections this year. Um, mm-hmm. It's something he and I've done at other camps that we've done, but yeah. um, we wanted to give them a specific time, um, which makes it really cool when it's on the beach, but um, where it's <laughs> yeah. just quiet and you're not really talking to your neighbor. You've got a set devotional, and it's just a time for you to reflect on him, yeah. Um, but also to be a reflection of him in that time. So there's kind of some wordplay that we did in the name. Yeah. Um, but it was one of those times that, I mean, Bell got to see this, but first day, like not as many people took it seriously. They're like, all right, it's hot. Sure. and they're, yeah. da, da, da. Nobody <laughs> brought their towel and all that kind of stuff. But what was really cool was over the course of the week, like people started to get more into it, especially yeah. in the morning sessions, which I thought was really cool. That is cool. And I want to encourage, uh, if you don't follow um, Bethlehem students on Instagram, there's a lot of video and a lot of pictures. Lauren J., Lauren Generosky, and, and Jacob Dickinson did a fantastic job yeah. of putting together some social media mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And and uh, so it was really cool as a parent. I'm, I'm seeing what these kids are doing and what my <laughs> kids are doing. Um, so it was really neat to be a part of that. And see, even though I couldn't, I wasn't there with them, I was still able to see what what you're talking about, yeah. the pictures of them and the video of them mm-hmm. on the beach, having that that quiet time, that reflection time. Mm-hmm. So talk about a typical day. You talked about the reflection. Was that kind of built in? You guys built that into mm-hmm. your programming. Talk about a typical day from the time you woke up to the time you went to bed at night. What What did a day at Passion Camp look like? Well... We tried to have a set schedule as much as possible, <laughs> but you know, you can never really fully plant with. It's like herding cats. Yeah, there with 136. There are some curveballs. Yeah, mm. you can't really uh, confine them to a set schedule a lot of the time. So, student ministry in a nutshell. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, but I mean, every day pretty much looked similar. Yeah. We, we could yeah. definitely say that. Bill, what would you, from a student perspective? What was our daily schedule like Tuesday through Thursday? <laughs> so we woke up pretty early. At least it was for me. It was about 7, 7.30. Yeah. Um, so then you would get ready and you would go down and have reflection time, which was about 30 minutes. Then you would rush onto the bus, eat your breakfast on a 10-minute drive, <laughs> arrive at the Ocean Center, stand outside for a good 20 minutes out in the heat. In the heat. Then and go the inside and have a great time, worship. Um, in the morning is whenever we would play the games, and the then squad wars. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was a, which lot, was a of lot of fun. Um, you'd worship, hear the teaching, and then you would all be out left um, to go to lunch, and that got a little chaotic. But it, we all got was. food, um, and then you would go back to the hotel, have your free time, rush upstairs, get ready again, and have the reflections. Go eat dinner at the Ocean Center. And then have another session. And then after that session was let out, you would go up to the very top floor of the hotel. And all of the Bethlehem students met up there. And you would get to talk about what we experienced that night. Yeah. And then um, after we were done with that, you broke off into your small groups. And were able to just talk um, a little more closely with the people who you were really there with. Yeah. And Like um, your group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you went to bed and did it all over again. <laughs> and then that ended, small groups ended at about 11.30 every Woo! night. Yeah. yeah. It was a, it was if, a full day. Then, yeah. 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 We and went so, wire to wire. It was great. Yeah. 
And Belle, you mentioned, I was chuckling because you said that you woke up early, earlier than normal around 7 or 7.30. And that is early for a uh, high school student who's going to bed every night at probably beyond midnight. Well, and, yeah, uh, and then my girls... I know how late my sleep, my, my kids sleep in. <laughs> my girls wanted me to wake them up at 6 or 6.30 because my ninth grade girls, because they wanted time to get ready for Squad Wars. They wanted to mm. get all decked out in the blue paint and everything, right, right. do their makeup, their hair. They, Face paint. So they're like, this will come wake us up at 6.30, come into our rooms, like shake us awake. Like just, it was, yeah, they were nuts. a little high maintenance, but it's fine. <laughs> I love them, though. Well, it was funny with Squad Wars. I'll let Ryan talk about this a little bit more, but I, I got more into it than I thought I was going to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, considering I wasn't actually actively competing, Daniel got sure. to be a part of it, but I like I got way more into it than I probably should have. <laughs> yeah. Really? I think that as no a whole, way. our student ministry staff has um, a slight competitive edge. <laughs> <laughs> and so... You know, like Spencer said, we didn't get to compete in the games per se. Our team was made up of lots of churches. Yeah. But we were hollering louder than most of the students. Yeah. As, as I know staff. you guys, and I believe that. I believe yeah. it to be true. <laughs> Which is surpri- it surprised me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Daniel ended up with slime on him. We had a couple students. Uh, there was like this giant gauntlet that they did um, where you had multiple things. It started with uh, MJ Dickinson, who was one of our students. Mm-hmm. He had to do, what are the things called? Duncan booths mm-hmm. kind of things. And yeah. uh, so he had to hit this thing, and it would drop slime on Daniel. Nice. And he drilled it first shot. First shot. Oh. And like evidently, there was some trash talk taking place between him and the other <laughs> student before it got going. And then he drilled it. And uh, so that happened. And our, our team was doing well, but I don't, I probably shouldn't roast the girl. <laughs> well. We our, our rock climbing uh, representative wow. was very slow, and it kind of <laughs> lost us the entire tournament. Oh, man. It really so, did. So, what what squad wars? What did every church where there were you guys all on your own squad or what? So yeah. Oh, you can go for it. There were four squads total, mm-hmm. and I don't know how many churches were a part of each gotcha. squad. But it was, yeah, so there were four squads, four sections of the room. I see. And the colors, I, the, I don't remember the names for all. You had Mayhem, Surge, Heat Wave, and Rampage. And we you were, guys were Rampage. Rampage, we were Rampage. yeah, the we were blue. blue. And uh, we, for, after day one, we weren't just winning. We were annihilating. Right. And then, <laughs> we were doing so good. Day two, it just. But it was rigged. It, 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 it was, was rigged. We got, Yeah. yeah. See, it's even coming out of me and Ryan right now. We're still yeah. mad about it. We haven't yeah. let it go. I, I sense some bitterness yeah. going on. It's there. It's there. Uh, I'll, 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 I need to give it to the Lord. But They were lighting up our group chat just going, rigged. This is rigged. <laughs> oh, man, that leader group chat. I, yes. left, I left that thing as soon as we got home. Really? Yeah, they're so— Left it behind. They're very kind, and they're— they love each other so much. Shout out to the Passion Camp leaders. Yep. Yeah. You know who you are. Yeah. This is a very yeah. close and connected group that loves to text each other. I'm not so. the biggest fan of group chats. They just, I. You but get, you love the people in do, the group chat. You do, you do. Yep. It's just, get notifications every 0.2 seconds. It's great. Yeah. So uh, you guys, uh, you mentioned sort of that, uh, the end of the day sharing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to talk about that because I heard some really cool stories, um, you know, after these, uh, after the students <coughs> are, are, you know, worshiping and having these um, encounters and reflections and all of that. You guys all went up, uh, Belle, you mentioned they would go upstairs and meet in this room and kind of share. And I, so I heard, I heard some really cool 
personal testimonies, mm-hmm. um, you know, from the students that were there. And then, you know, I saw some cool video. So talk about that. Talk about some of the highlights or some of the, the cool stories of how you saw God move. Mm, it was really powerful. I, uh, I was kind of thinking about the week. Uh, yeah, Thursday night was really powerful. First off, we had mm-hmm. uh, a time where we got the students and we said, hey, if you want to talk anything about uh, how you encountered the Lord this week or something neat you saw, some way that God worked in your heart this week, just kind of open it up so it was very general because their students are in all different walks of their faith in that room. Uh, and you, we know that in middle school and high school, you kind of know what to believe as a Christian, but you don't really know why. Yeah. to believe. Yeah. And so I think what we heard, the synopsis of what we heard Thursday night is that a lot of students came home understanding why mm. we put our full trust and our full mm-hmm. yes into the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it was it. evident through so many different kinds of, of testimonies and stories from people that had the, the verbiage, the, the language to their faith and people that didn't. Yes. And you're like, okay, they encountered Jesus. They encountered Jesus. Mm. They're going back different. Yeah, It was really powerful. And something that one of the speakers said that I love so much is that he gave the students permission to ask questions. He gave the students permission mm-hmm. to step into their doubts Yeah, because we know it's, that's such a seeking time, middle school and high school. And he said it best. I, I wrote it down. He said mm-hmm. uh, that uh, God invites our questions because he knows that with every single rock that is overturned, you will find more and more evidence that points to him. Mm. And we saw so many students turning over rocks so this good. week. And man, I cannot wait to see how it continues to carry momentum through this ministry, through this community too. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan, I think I just got saved again just from hearing you tell that. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> oh that, that's good stuff. I like just hearing as a discipleship team. So I, I work with the discipleship team. What I talk about all the time and what I say is a lot of times people are having these encounters with Jesus and they don't really have the words for it. Yeah. So what we do is we we give them words. We give them you know, this is what's happening. This is the next step, or this is the thing that you're, you know, the Holy Spirit is tugging on your heart, and this is what you need to do with that. Mm -hmm. So pointing people to that next step, and that's really what I I think passion camp is, or any kind of student camp, really is a giant next step for a lot of students, right? Yeah. That's cool. So... So any other cool stories, highlights, anything any anything you guys want to jump in and add to that? Something that I really, I don't even know if they did this on purpose, but um, during our reflection time, we read the story about the Samaritan woman who encountered Jesus yeah, at the well. At the and well. something that really resonated in my heart after we read that was the fact that she dropped everything to go and tell her people like what she just encountered. And they were able to come and build their own faith by getting to know him also. Yeah, And so I was so nervous to go and speak on Thursday night and just share what I had encountered. But just reading that story that she did that and she was able to just connect with so many more people to bring them to God mm-hmm. really just helped give me the strength and bravery to go up there and yeah. say what I needed to say. Yeah. So that was really cool. I, I Hearing and talking to— um, just some some of the students hearing that they're not alone in their mm-hmm. struggles mm-hmm. um and they they were able to confess you know some of their struggles some of the things that they were they've been dealing with and then all you know hearing from group members that you know oh I'm struggling with that too or just you know it, it mm-hmm. really helped them break down these walls yeah 
of hey, I'm I'm not alone, and mm-hmm. this is you know we're 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 all in this together. Yeah. So that was really neat. And that's one of the biggest things with camps in general. It's it's not just about um, the spiritual growth side, which that I mean that's the main reason we do it. Right. But it also it camp gives you one of those spiritual markers that you can have. It's that shared experience that you have with other students that you will remember for the rest of your life. Like I I still remember all of the people that I roomed with going to camp as a student. I remember Chris Nelson and Colby Melvin and Cody Hopper. Like I remember all those people. And like now coming out of that camp, you have people that you've done life with, that you've lived with, that you roomed with, um, that have gone through these shared marker experiences. And they open up that community piece of your faith um, that a lot of times doesn't get unlocked. Isabel is going to remember all of the girls she roomed with uh, for the rest of her life. And a lot of those happen to be her friends. So now you've got like this spiritual marker piece um, Mm -hmm. that as you come home, you can carry it on, which is really cool. A hundred percent. And that is another thing too. Sometimes you hear uh, kids that come to student ministry, it's, it's, it can be tough on Mm -hmm. a Wednesday night or whenever they're coming. And if they don't have that friend group, it is hard. It's hard in middle school. It's hard in high school. And so they come and maybe you don't feel like they connect right away or, you know, just, just, you know, but, but this is a really great opportunity for these kids to get to know each other and connect and make those connections. And like you said, Spencer, to really have those lasting uh, Mm -hmm. friendships and that, that sense of community, which is so important. Right. And I like, I think one of the cool things that I experienced as a leader while I was there was, I, my group consisted of a lot of different types of personalities mm-hmm. and a lot of them go to school together and not all of them mesh well together. But by the end of the week, mm-hmm. they were all praying for each other and they were all getting along really well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're a spicy group for sure, but I, I, I love <laughs> all of them. I know. I love all of them so much. And when I would say like, I think almost all of my girls got up to share something Thursday night in front of everybody. And um, there were a few that I I had been praying for for a long time that got saved on this on this trip. And I like it it was just something that, gosh, it was it was so incredible. And then hearing them share that on the mic, I just broke down crying. And then my co-leader, Sarah, was like holding me while I was crying, listening to all my girls talk. And then she was like, this is your encounter. This mm-hmm. is your encounter with the Lord, seeing mm-hmm. seeing all mm-hmm. of this, this work, all of your work, all, all of the pouring into that you've been doing these past, like I've been with these girls for almost four years now, yeah. like the, these past four years with these girls, like just all the pouring into that you've been doing, like, and you, you, you're, seeing you're seeing, fruit. you're seeing the fruit of, of, you know, everything that you've done for them, you know, you know, with the help of God, obviously, but obviously, yeah. So it's just been that, that was probably the coolest thing for me to experience there. Yeah. I, uh, I got a video of one of my kids talking up in front of people that she never talks in front of (laughs) people or gets up in front of a crowd to speak, but it it was, it was really cool what she shared. And, Mm -hmm. and, uh, I was, I was really blessed by that. Mm So, okay. What we talked about some attitudes, some, you know, maybe some kids who didn't really want to go or didn't really feel like going or didn't want to participate. What would you tell parents? Why should parents make their kids go even if they don't want to? Man, your student will encounter Jesus no matter how they feel going into the camp. Mm -hmm. We, I got to head up the med team uh, and take that off Spencer's plate for this week. And, and, uh, (laughs) 
And uh, the first day, and Spencer told me going in, stories of camps he'd been to where there's the student that they just don't want to be there. But if you can get them through that mm. first day, that first night, they'll have a great rest of the trip. Yeah. And we had one or two of those. And at first it was masked with something else, like a sickness or whatever else. Mm-hmm. But And then the rest of the week I'm seeing this student or two, and, and I'm seeing them. I'm like, are you okay? Are you? And they're like, I'm great. Awesome. Having a bl-. And they're running. I can't even get a hold of them. <laughs> Your student will encounter Jesus, and they will feel mm-hmm. connected. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I mean, that's all you could ask for, sending your student to a camp. There's there's one student in particular that I've gotten to see over the past year or so. Um, her her family started bringing her to middle school here at 316. And mm-hmm. when she would come on Sundays, I mean, she just sits in the back, doesn't talk to anybody, doesn't mm-hmm. want to be there, um, very closed off. And uh, what was so crazy is she came up and shared twice. Mm-hmm. At uh, on Thursday night, she came up, shared about that in particular, and then she had missed some stuff while she was listening to all the other students. They were saying the same thing she'd been struggling with, mm-hmm. and then she actually came back up and wanted to share again about that. Um, and the difference in her mm-hmm. when she got on the bus was staggering. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. She was one of the ones I was most excited about getting to go to camp. And you mm-hmm. see that every year. Um, yeah. You'll have a couple kids that uh, mom just forced them to go, <laughs> but they have an encounter with God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's something about, it's the same thing with reflections. It's the same thing with going to the services. Even if they're going in hard-hearted and not wanting to be mm-hmm. there, just by osmosis almost, uh, the Holy Spirit yeah. just starts to permeate and, mm-hmm. and shift yeah. and rearrange. and It's almost contagious, uh, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> contagious like that camp bug that I'm dealing with right now. Um, <laughs> Lots of sniffles. And oh, yeah. Coughing. I apologize <laughs> for the listeners on that. But, um, but yeah, it, it's been really cool to see. And, and you will see that over and over and over again um, where God will just do something um, in their life, even if they don't want to be there. Yeah. Um, we're willing to deal with the 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 hard-headedness at the beginning mm-hmm. like yeah. ryan and i will deal with that where yeah. they're they just don't want to be there i'll have the conversations that's why i'm there mm-hmm. and then you've got leaders like isabel to to love on them mm-hmm. even though they don't want to be there right and then by the end of the week they're gonna love it yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. well on behalf of all the parents <laughs> i we appreciate you guys being willing to take the, the the students on a, on a trip like this, I will say all four of my kids, I have four teenagers. Isabel's my oldest and, uh, all four of mine either led or attended as students. And it was an awesome week for my husband and I. So I, I think as parents, if, uh, you know, you send your kids to, to passion camp and, you know, you'll, you'll have a week to, uh, you know, enjoy, <laughs> to uh, have that time with your with your spouse and your kids are having encounters with Jesus at the right. same time. So right. it's just mm-hmm. this really, really cool experience. Yeah. Also, parents, you could just tell your kids, you're going to thank me later for this. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's That's just, good. I love it. Because they will. They will. Mm-hmm. I'm, all the kids that had attitudes about going before, I'm sure that they, they had the time of their lives. Right. So, mm-hmm. 100%. So how has attending or leading at Passion Camp changed you? Maybe in something like in an unexpected way, you didn't expect it to change you or, you know, what name something that, um, that you can think of. I just think it was really cool how um, every speaker that got up there was just 
so um, the Holy Spirit was just moving through them and you knew that they were talking to a specific person yeah. and it just, it brought up so much belief and just so much, um, I can't even think of the right word, but it was just so powerful to see that. And I think sometimes we can forget how powerful God is. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I really dealt with, but going in and just hearing all the stories and everything, it just was really able to redirect me and remember what kind of a God I served and how powerful and glorious—glorious? I'm sorry. He is, yeah. and um, just who He is. Yeah. Yeah, kind of getting out of that complacency and maybe mm -hmm. uh, routine and, mm -hmm. and, right, having your faith reignite. That's that's really cool. Yes. I'm constantly reminded through so many things, but camp was just big evidence <coughs> too of how the church is going to be just fine. Yeah. How the next yes. generation, and we said it last time while we were on this podcast, but uh, that the that the next generation is not the future of the church. The, the next generation is the church mm -hmm. now, mm -hmm. and to see so many students who were so passionate about Jesus, and even if without all the understanding. Yeah, uh, it was such a powerful week, and I came back fueled, and I came back with my faith increase, saying, mm -hmm. "How can we get these students yes. yeah, in leadership? Too. How can yeah. we get yes. these students to where they're continuing to grow? Yeah, because it's an expectation at camp that you go and get this this big feed, but then you come home and you just fall back into normalcy. Mm -hmm. But how, how can we get these students? Yeah, yeah. and, and it's, mm -hmm. it was really it increased my faith to be around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How do you stoke those leaders? That? How do you stoke that fire? Or keep it, keep right. it going once they come home. I, that's awesome. And I've been so encouraged just hearing the stories and then hearing other stories too of students that maybe attended a different camp, didn't, mm -hmm. weren't even at Passion, but at a different, a family camp or whatever. Some, you know, people that we know that I've been hearing these stories of God moving on the hearts of our young people. And Ryan, I'm so glad you said that because I think we can get so cynical and so jaded right. about, you know, just oh the, the the world today and young people or the next generation. And, and it really is, there. I'm seeing some really cool, inspirational, just like faith moves in yeah. these in these students. So, And I think it was funny too, because, you know, you have your especially as a staffer, and I'm sure as a leader the same way, but you have your students in your mind going into it. You get your group list, you're like, okay, these are the ones that are really going to take a lot from this week, going to take it serious. These are the ones I'm going to have to make sure I'm keeping an eye on, whatever. Yeah. But it was those students, the ones that you're like, okay, I'm worried about their experience this week. Mm. That surprised me. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is the work of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no so other if, explanation. If you're yeah. listening now yeah. and you're like, okay, my kid would be the one that they would be worried. God worked in every single one of the students. Mm -hmm. The next generation is going to be just fine. Mm -hmm. The church is going to be just mm -hmm. fine. I, I would awesome. say 90% of the ones that were on my list of, mm -hmm. this is the one I need God to do something in their life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That box was checked. Yeah. Like, you, mm -hmm. you know, um, there's one specifically that was in Isabel's group. We won't name a name, but like, as mm -hmm. so, like Isabel and I have been praying for her mm -hmm. for months now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, going, yeah. I think it was last July, yeah. I think was the first time we started yep. um, really intentionally trying to have conversations. And when she stood up in one of the services, I just, my first reaction was I just texted Isabel her name with a boatload of exclamation points. And I was like, yes. And then I texted him back in all caps, I'm sobbing. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was so cool getting to see God work. Um, and 
Ryan said something, um, and we, we say this all the time in our ministry, and Jason will say this from stage uh, pretty often. We, we believe they're not the church of tomorrow. They're mm-hmm. the church of right now. And one of the cool things about camp for me is it, you see this over and over and over again in Scripture. Every time Jesus did a really big miracle, he would retreat for a bit, yeah. and he would get ready, and he would pray, and he would fast, and prepare his soul for what he was about to do. And then he goes and walks on water. Then he goes and feeds the 5,000. Then he goes and and heals somebody, like all those kind of things. He would retreat first and then go. Yeah, That's what camp is. Mm. Camp is a time for our students to retreat for a bit, mm-hmm. prepare their soul, and then leave on mission mm-hmm. and go back into school. And it's really That's cool good. that yeah. we're about two weeks from school yeah. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've had these students retreat for a bit, and now it's time to hit the ground running. Let's right. roll. Right. Um, I love it. And we're sending, we're sending armed soul. Well, you know, prepared people into <laughs> yes. other schools, ready to minister, ready to reach, ready to evangelize, and yeah. and ready to roll. So I love it. That's good. So mm-hmm. I, that's we we talk about we talked about this earlier. Just um, you know how how Passion Camp is kind of a it's a next step, um, a student discipleship tool. Um, so and and I love that you said that, Spencer. That that mm-hmm. we're kind of we're we're preparing and equipping and helping them to go into the next school year and get ready for that, uh, you know, for, for having leading people and uh, to know Jesus and, and living on mission, which I think is a really strange concept, I think, for a lot of our young people, that living on mission, mm-hmm. until you get it, you know, until you go and you have that encounter with Jesus, I think that that's something that maybe we're not real sure about. Talk about that living on mission mm-hmm. and, and how Passion Camp helps equip mm-hmm. you for that. Um, I think the biggest thing, and this is kind of how we set up our structure, we want them to have community. Um, we want them to have time where they're actively having a relationship with Jesus. Right. And um, that's the goal. That's yeah. it right there. So right. We, we want them to see the importance of scheduled time where they're making Jesus a priority. Yeah. Um, that's something we ask them to do. That's something we ask even our adults to do. They yeah. need to take that time. So we build that into the schedule. Um, so that they can see the dividends of that, and then mm-hmm. they can take that home. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to give them as much time with their groups as possible so that when they get home, they can see the importance of having community. Yeah. Um, and w- so you've got all of these different messages. So the the morning messages were all about apologetics and defending your faith and answering hard questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's stuff that that's our good. students can take into their schools and and, and, and use to just have an answer. Um, so that they know what their faith is, because mm-hmm. we want their faith to be theirs, not their parents. We want them to actually own it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the the end, the afternoon sessions were about wonder and like knowing mm-hmm. who God is mm-hmm. and seeing how great mm-hmm. He is and, mm-hmm. and and building those pieces up. So um, living on mission is just following Jesus with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, having an active relationship with Him, yeah, and then being willing to share it. Yeah. Um, so we built all three of those into our camp. <clears throat> Um, mm-hmm. so they, they had community, um, they had time to talk to them, listen to them and speak to them. And then they had an opportunity to share at the backside of it. Um, so if they take those three principles and apply it to their everyday life, yeah, that's what their right. faith is supposed to look like on a regular basis. That's great. And I think passion camp, not just passion camp, but yeah, camp in camp. general is not mm-hmm. a comfortable thing right. on so many levels right. because yeah. one, you're having to like sleep in rooms with people that you don't know that well. Yeah. You're having to share like <laughs> uh, shower time, whatever the stuff you're like, okay, no, I got 10 minutes. Well, I was about to get, you know, whatever yeah, it may yeah. be. And it, it, it stresses you out. You got, you wake up 
early, you go to bed late. There's all kinds of things, yes. and and you're stretched. And then there's the spiritual side of things where you're sitting through services uh, where you're being, you're having to confront how you actually feel, what you mm-hmm. actually believe, yeah. and you're having to decide that for yourself. And you can't mm-hmm. leave, and you can't just hide in the corner and have left and been like, okay, I just avoided that. I'm safe. Mm-hmm. Camp stretches you, and that's exactly what our relationship with Jesus is like. And so I think that camp helps students, helps leaders get into being comfortable being uncomfortable. And that is our faith mm. the same yeah. way. It's co- mm-hmm. a constant, how comfortable am I right now? Yeah. Well, not too not too comfortable. It's okay because you're not supposed to be, but how used to that can I get? And camp helps me mm. in my yeah. faith yeah. be comfortable being uncomfortable. You can, you can view camp in one of two ways. It can be a greenhouse or a bubble. Okay. Um, you can be inside a bubble where everything's safe and everything's kosher and like you're not going to have any opposition or you can view it like a greenhouse where you're preparing somebody to be planted out in the world Mm, um so that's what you can take it either way yeah yeah. um we would prefer our students to go in thinking i'm a greenhouse right now Mm. or i'm in a greenhouse right Right, now i'm going to be um strengthening myself so i can be planted somewhere and make a difference yeah yeah love that i love it man that's good stuff right there i i know we've talked in the past, we've talked on uh, here on the podcast before, Spencer, about how you guys partner with parents, how mm-hmm. student ministry really, you know, you guys partner with the parents. And I know as a parent that I've experienced that firsthand. Having, you know, I can tell my kids, you know, tell them blue in the face, hey, read your, read your Bible, read your Bible. But then you guys are saying it too. And then they go off to camp and they're actually do it, doing it. And yeah. there's that forced time. You know, I tell my kids like, you're not going to know God's voice unless you are in Scripture, unless you're mm-hmm. reading His Word. Mm-hmm. And then they get to experience that, and then they come home, and they're like, I heard God speak to mm-hmm. me, and I heard this. And it's just, it's it's so crucial, that partnership of the parents with student ministry, yeah. um, and it's a really beautiful thing. So it's really cool to be mm-hmm. a part of and witness in, in the lives of our students. So what would you say, or how would you encourage someone who's kind of on the fence about attending camp, getting involved in student ministry, what would you say to that person? Well, yeah, I don't know how deep you want me to go into this. (laughs) Go for it. (laughs) (laughs) Three days before we were supposed to leave for camp, I got in a bad car accident. So, I mean, like, uh, being on the fence about going, I was just in a terrible mood. I was like, I can't believe, like, I was like, Lord, why is this happening right now? I was like, literally, I... There's just other stuff going on in life. And like, it was just, it is apparent that Satan was trying to tear me down before I was going to go off and serve and, you know, lead students. And then I found out that other leaders were struggling with the same thing, Mm -hmm. just about the, that spiritual warfare Mm -hmm. that they were experiencing. But I cannot, I cannot express enough, like, I, I can't even imagine deciding to not go because mm. I just being able to witness the life change and all of the encounters that my student, like that my, my group of girls were having and then the encounters that I had, like it was, it was absolutely incredible. So I, you know, you kind of have to push past what your flesh is wanting, like yeah. if you're tired or because sometimes like. I mean, yeah, our flesh is always tired and you kind of have to, even when you feel like you've got nothing else to give, like the Lord will provide, Mm -hmm. the Lord will provide you with the strength to keep going, especially if it's for something like this. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. like it's, 
it was it was just absolutely life changing. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. Well, and it goes back. I love what Ryan said about just get get getting used to being get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Right. Mm-hmm. And that is, I mean, a lot of, I think a lot of students are, they have that fear. I know, you know, I, I talked to many that, that had that, like, I just don't know if I want to go mm-hmm. or I'm a little nervous. I'm a little anxious, all of those things. And then the reward of going, I, I haven't heard one person say yet, <laughs> oh man, I wish I hadn't gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not, it hasn't <laughs> happened at all. Everybody has had this incredible time and I'm like, man, I wish I would have gone. So <laughs> I'm jealous. So, now, what would you think if, from a student's perspective, if somebody was on the fence, what would you say about going? About going to camp? Mm-hmm. Um, I would have to say that I kind of went in with the perspective of that people were going to get saved. And I was trying to like think like, oh, he's going to do this and this and this and try to like confine him to this box whenever he did so much more than I could even imagine, mm-hmm. not just for me, but in the lives of so many others. And I think that... Mm-hmm. It was just put me back in awe of how powerful he is and how much he can do in what seems like to us sometimes such a small amount of time. Yeah. Seeing God move in someone else's life really. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that that mm-hmm. like increases my faith, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like, okay, it's not just me. I'm seeing him move in somebody mm-hmm. else's life. So that that is that will increase your faith like like nothing else. Mm-hmm. So. And I'd say for someone who's. And maybe just speaking to the student. I don't know how many students are listening to the podcast. And if not, if you're a parent, then put these earbuds in your students' ears now. Yes. This would be the time. (laughs) Uh, Our world is full of shallow and superficial relationships. Mm -hmm. And in the church, we're no different because we're human, but our goals are different. Yeah. And what we prioritize is different. And we want to see you get connected. We want to see you have a family and we want you to know that you're loved right where you're at, right here in this moment. Yep. Uh, the mistakes that you've yeah. made, God does not love you less. Mm-hmm. The the accolades you have, the, the things that you've achieved and you fought so hard for it does not make God love you more. Yeah. And we want you to feel like you have a family, and you do at your church and at Bethlehem Church. If there's a place you're looking to get and you're looking for that connection, if you're looking to come to know people better and hopefully point you towards Jesus, we'd love to meet you on a Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Yes. Amen. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, that yeah, I can't think of anything else to ask you guys. You guys are amazing, and thank you so much for what you do, how you pour into the students, and then volunteers pouring back, and students that have been raised up in the ministry and then are now pouring back too. That's a really cool, cool thing to see. Mm-hmm. So thank you guys uh, for your time. Uh, so if you want to get involved with Bethlehem students, Spencer, what's the best way? to do that? Um, so you've got a couple of different things you can do. Um, all of our campuses have different events and different services that we have. At 316 in Oconee, um, we have middle school at both our 930 and 1115 services. And then you have midweek on Wednesdays at 630 mm-hmm. at all three campuses. Yep. Um, so 211 has that as well. Um, easy way to kind of figure out some information would be our Instagram or our website. It's at Bethlehem Students. Um, and then we have a parent Facebook page uh, that we fill in parents on mm-hmm. as well. If you go to our main Bethlehem Church Facebook, you can get to it there. Um, but yeah, no, we'd love to have you guys. Awesome. So, and if they have any questions, they can email you, Spencer. Me at, or Daniel at Spencer or Daniel at BethlehemChurch.us. Cool. And we'll put all that in the uh, in the show notes. Mm-hmm. So thank you guys so much. Thank and, you. Uh, thank you. We, I can't wait to 
have you guys back on next year when uh, when there's another camp, yes. another new oh, batch yeah. of students. Yes. Uh, I can't wait to hear those stories as well. Yes. So thank you guys. Thank you.